a reading from the book of Deuteronomy. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the fruits of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. This is the word of the Lord.
returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was banished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Until we begin the cycle over again. 
it lays out for us a plan of study to experience and rehearse the stories of salvation that are the basis of our Christian faith. So, here we are on the first Sunday of Lent, and we hear Moses talking to God's people about their time of captivity and wandering, and about the land that is eventually provided for them to call home. In response to the bounty that God provided, the faithful are asked to give back the first of what is produced. In his letter to the Romans, Paul tells us that everyone who confesses Jesus as Lord, raised from the dead, will be saved. And that everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Luke's description of Jesus' temptation after wandering in the wilderness is a somewhat frightening account that reminds us of our own confrontations as we decide which path to take. So we are saved, as the Israelites were saved from slavery and from their wandering in the desert. We are raised to a new life in Christ. Paul tells us that all that is necessary to achieve this salvation is to confess and believe and call upon God's name. All are justified. Everyone. That is established. God loves us and sent his Son to draw us all into that love which surpasses all loves. It is ours for accepting. Well, that's easy, isn't it? Okay, so what next? Moses talks of inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. But we can't forget that the Israelites wandered a generation before arriving in Jerusalem. They were lost and confused for a long time before becoming the great nation of the people of God. This idea of wandering resonates with me. How about you? For some situations, I just don't know what to do. People say that I'm a classic Libra. As for me, things are not always black and white and must be weighed judiciously. It is so frustrating when there seems to be no obvious solution to a problem. There are times that I struggle with issues, times when I feel like I had that problem solved yesterday, so why does it still trouble me today? I thought I had that figured out, but now I'm not so sure. How do I proceed? In Psalm 91, we read that God is our refuge and strength, in whom we put all our trust, and that no evil, nor harm, nor plague will come to us. Angels will take care of us. There have been situations that I have found myself in, physically dangerous circumstances, times of grief, or emotionally tumultuous times from which I saw no escape. But now, after the fact, I know that the angels were on task. In the moment, I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. But after a time, I realized that things worked out. I survived, 
or even thrived. We are all wandering through our existence, sometimes feeling like we are already in the promised land, knowing all the answers, and then sometimes feeling lost in doubt, confusion, or temptation. Life is often like a journey through the wilderness. We began our liturgy on this Lent one with the great litany chanted in procession. In this ancient prayer, we ask God for mercy and deliverance from just about everything imaginable and pray for everyone and every situation dreamed of and then some. We do this in procession, symbolizing our faith journey through life. The choir members, liturgical leaders, and clergy walk around, surrounding the congregation, evoking the wandering of God's people in the desert, searching for answers to prayers. Walking in solemn procession also connects us with the wandering of Jesus in the wilderness. We begin with this ancient liturgical act on the first Sunday of Lent to remind us that we are all embarking on a journey called Lent, to be led where the Spirit will take us if we let Him. Just as Jesus was led in the wilderness to His eventual temptations, and ultimately to Jerusalem, Gethsemane, and the cross on Calvary. How many of us think of Lent as that time when we have to give up something? Maybe even use it as a time to lose weight, cut carbs, or avoid chocolate. Weren't we taught that Lent is supposed to be all about sacrifice? To think about Jesus on the cross? Well, maybe. And if that is working for you, great. I think there is so much more to be gained from following the Lenten journey. More than losing a few pounds, or avoiding cavities. Not that those aren't great things. For some more guidance on our Lenten journey, let us turn again to our liturgy, specifically to our Sunday collects for the five Sundays of Lent. The collect of the day for Lent 1 that we read this morning asks for God's help when we are assaulted by temptations or weaknesses. On Lent 2, we ask for God to be gracious to all who have gone astray, and that we hold fast to the unchangeable truth of God's Word. On Lent 3, we pray to be kept from adversities and evil thoughts. By Lent 4, we are asking for the true bread that is Jesus. And on Lent 5, we ask for our hearts to be fixed on God where the true joys are to be found. Lent can be a time of opening our hearts to accept this amazing act of love from our God who wants nothing more than for us to love each other and to love God in return. Paul tells us that all we have to do to gain God's salvation is confess and believe in our hearts. Can we do this by ourselves? Possibly. But I believe that 
that it is so much easier to do when we spend time with God and with each other. As we share our faith journey in community with the Holy Spirit at work. We experience God's love and do the work of the angels in our human interactions. We find and are found by God in each other. Who can say that they have never been buoyed by a smile from a fellow parishioner or by seeing that friend you haven't seen in a while? Some also experience this as they regularly come together to read the daily office at 9, noon, and 4 on Wednesdays in our beautiful chapel. Many choir members tell me they are fed by coming together to sing and experience with scientifically proven results. Even though I know that there are many questioned elements of the creed, I have this amazing feeling every week when the assembly stands to affirm this faith together as one voice. We come together, each on our individual journey, to worship together, to pray, praise, and hear the new lesson in our curriculum of faith, read and then unpacked by a preacher. And we strengthen each other in this process. Our liturgical tradition presumes that we are coming together regularly to check in, to hear the Sunday lessons and pray the collects as a light on our path of faith. This year, instead of thinking about what we might give up for Lent, think about making a Lenten journey a time of coming together and joining the community to hear and feel God's presence and preparing for that ultimate message of love as performed on the cross. Let's all take the walk together through Lent and dive into the special services of Holy Week and then on together to the glorious celebration of Easter Sunday. Amen.
So if you're visiting with us today, we're especially glad you're here. Trinity folks, please extend a warm hand of welcome to all those seated around you. Today you have to reach far. Not, not as many of us. Um, but that's how we become a beloved community as we get to know one another. And always remember that at this table, God's table, there are no outcasts, no strangers, nor unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. So please do come and stay. Let us walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. You bid your faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast, that fervent in prayer and in works of mercy, and renewed by your word and sacraments, they may come to the fullness of grace which you have prepared for those who love you. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. 
And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
eternal God, Heavenly Father. You have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of this body and blood. Send us now to the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread, one bread. Bow down before the Lord. Eternal Lord of love, behold your church, walking once more the pilgrim way of Lent. Led by your cloud by day, by night your fire, moved by your love and toward your presence bent. Far off yet here, the goal of all desire. Be with us in this journey. Amen.